This one is the Man United woman. Like before, disclaimer, all you snowflakes out there, easily offended, switch off. There you go. All you reprobates, pin back your ears. This one's called the Man United woman. Now, a lot of these ones I'm going to tell you, um, this is how they stick in my head. So, Man United woman, woman come to door in Man United top. So, just bear with me. Might have funny titles, which is how it's stuck in my head after 27 years of repo. Right, Man United woman. So I set the scene, and this was Southampton. Really rough area. I was with my brother. My brother used to come out repoing with me. I managed to get him on board. Still my company, older brother, five years older. So I brought him on board. We had a bloke called Tyrone Worthless, Tyrone Grundy, and I'll say his full name because he's dead now, but God bless him. Um, really nice bloke, really good repossession agent. So let's say his full name. He deserves it. Now, Tyrone wasn't black, he was white. Big geezer. He looked a bit like Desperate Dan. Fucking lovely bloke. Absolutely lovely bloke. Hard as nails, fight anyone, wasn't scared of anyone. So we've got, so we've got Tyrone with us. I've got my brother. Brother, a lot smaller than me. He'd normally knock the doors, cause a lot of fights, back us up but it was mainly me and Tyrone what done the muscle. So me and my brother walked to the door. Actually, jumping ahead of myself. Pull up outside his house. Really rough council estate. Car, parked outside the house. Now, this early on in the game, I only had a transit van with a trailer on the back, because that's all I could afford. Earlier on in the days, I had a tipple wagon with a trailer on the back. But at this time, I was a bit flash. I'd had a, a transit van trailer. And all we used to do, snap the steering lock, or even hotwire a car. I used to be able to hotwire the cars then before they all got fancy. So we used to just snap the steering lock, pull the wires out, quite easy, you could hotwire it. Can't do it now, it's too many computers. So we pulled up outside the house, transit van, trailer on the back. Cars here. It was the last one of the day we'd been repoing all day. Then we was going to stop in a B&B. Um, like most times, we would repossess for two or three days solid. Sometimes we used to do 24, 48 hours non-stop. So you would repo through the night because people were in. So you would start at five o'clock in the evening, repo till about five o'clock in the morning, Park, as you're repossessing the cars, you'd park them all up in a car park somewhere. So then in the, so when it was rush hour, nine o'clock or after you've had breakfast, then you'd use the daytime while people are at work to transport the cars to the auction house because people are out and about. Nighttime, people are always in. It's like the police, kick your door off. So, but this was the last one um, of the day. Uh, we'd been out for a very long time, absolutely knackered. We was going to go and get some shy. Walked down the drive, still nice. It was a nice summer's day. Knock the door. Woman comes to the door. Tattoos all down her arms. Now, this is why I remember it. Man United top on. Woman who had the Man United top, as in the title. Rough as houses. I thought, don't judge a book by its cover. Give him a benefit of a doubt. Rough area, rough neighbourhood. But hey, people are down on the luck. Ask for the bloke on the forms. <sighs> Fuck you, fuck that, fuck you, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, here we go. 
I said to my brother, go and get Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone was probably in the, in the transit doing something. So go and get Tyrone. So I'm, I'm, I've backed away a little bit from the door. Tyrone's coming down the path. I go, all right, Tyrone, I think we've got one here. Next thing, she disappears and Tyrone's gone, oh, he's at the door. So what's going on? Yeah, she's just come to the door. She's giving us abuse and everything. Next thing, little old man comes running out. <laughs> comes running out the door. Boosh! It's Tyrone clean in the face. <laughs> Tyrone just stands there and goes, oh, don't do that. <laughs> and this little old man goes to hit him again. Tyrone just pushes, don't, just don't, just don't. Just hit little man, <laughs> grabs it, goes to punch him again. Tyrone's just grabbed it. He's just ragging him like a little rag doll around the, around the garden, of course. I'm just stood there. Um, I, I'm just stood there and um, I'm just watching it. I'm laughing. I find it quite funny because Tyrone's got this little old man. And this little old man's trying his hardest and he keeps trying to punch Tyrone. All of a sudden, I heard this like, like rumble coming behind me like turn around and the whole doorway's blocked. And I mean blocked. This bloke's about six foot six. He, 30 stone at least. He's huge, he just fits in the whole door. And as I'm looking at Tyrone, oh fuck. Because <laughs> Tyrone's got the old man, I've got this bloke. This bloke comes running out of the door. As he comes around, I thought, oh fuck this. Burst, kick him straight in the bollocks. Doesn't do nothing. It does nothing. It must hit him in, the, in where the fat was on his legs. <laughs> Doesn't even connect with his bollocks. And he keeps coming out the door, and all he says to me is, oh, you're not kicking, do you? I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and I remember he takes a swing at me, and I'm thinking, right, you know, I was quite wiry little bloke back then. And I just grab his, I just grab one of his arms. I just grab one of his arms. So he's trying to grab me, but he's that fat and big, he can't physically grab me because I'm just hanging off one of his arms. <laughs> so I thought, all right, I'll get a few shots in. Boom, boom, hit him in the jaw. Not really doing anything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what do I do? So I'm arguing with him. Next thing, boosh, I feel like someone's chucked a bucket of water over my head. And it's dripping down my head. I'm like, what's going on here? Put my head up. This woman stood behind me, the Man United woman, with a garden gnome in her hand. She's smashed me clean over the head. I've got now cut in the back of my head. My head's just pissing out with blood. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So, blood's pissing all out. The granddad then starts granddad's done something i can't remember what he's done woman's just crashed me over the head i'm still trying to fight this big bloke next thing i know tyrone's come over to join in because i thought oh, tyrone will always have you back so tyrone's took over tyrone's going to this bloke look mate you better calm down next minute this bloke's falling on top of tyrone <laughs> so now tyrone's on the floor this bloke's on top of him and um the next door neighbours are joining in. Someone's turned up with a baseball bat. The next thing in the end, Tyrone's just gone, boosh, it's him. This bloke just gets up and he, he, he starts wobbling. He, he starts wobbling like this. He's going to his fucking front door and he gets to his front door and boosh, goes straight through the front door like that. And you just see his legs kick up. 
he's on the floor. The granddad or the dad's still trying to have a go. The woman's still running around with garden gnomes. I think a son had come out, things like that. We're just scrapping. We are fighting all over the place. Next minute, the sergeant appears at the gate. He's just, he's just there at the gate. So then my brother's joined in the fight, and then his copper stood at the gate. We're like, Look how long's he been stood there? So like we, we're all starting like calming down and we're all stood there. All these family have got tools and <laughs> spades and baseball bats and everything. And this copper's going, right, everyone stop where they are and everything. Then some other police turn up and then more police turn up. And this, remember, it's back in the 90s. The police were a lot different to they are now. This copper was just like, what's going on? Nowadays, we just nick everyone. But this copper was just like, right, I need to know what's going on. So we told him his repossession agents, they're giving their version, we're giving ours. And we're saying, look, we don't want to press charges, we don't, we don't want to do anything, we just we want the car and we want to go. And there's just, there's just blood everywhere. This big bloke's got a cut across his eye, I think I'd cut him or something could happen. I don't know, I don't know what had gone on. We're, we're, Tyrone's chipped his elbow, my brother's got a cut, I've got my head's just fucking pissing out with blood at the back. So we just said to the cop, look, we just want the car. This sergeant was well, well out of his depth. And he's like going, oh, hang on, let's go on. He says, hang on a minute, we can't let him near the car. We, we've come for the car. So then this copper, you shut your mouth, you. You, you, you. you should have called us first. We said, no, you don't. We're repo agents. We don't have to call you. We're not bailiffs. We were scum, by the way. Um, we're not bailiffs. We said, we're repossession agents. So this copper said, right, okay, right, he's agreed to empty stuff out the car and then you can take the car. And that was it. No one's going to press charges. It was like, brilliant. We said, whatever you do, you can't let him in the car because people just drive off. Can't let him anywhere near the car. This sergeant goes, you listen to me. He's getting in that car and he's going to empty stuff out. Then you get the keys. We tell you what's going to happen. You don't tell us. And I'm like going, no, 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 fuck that. He's not getting anywhere near that car. He does not get anywhere near that car. Let's get that one thing straight. Because he will just drive off in it. This sergeant goes, he's not going to drive off in it. He went, oh, fucking. I was like, all right. I'm back. Bye. And the copper said, you go and sit by your transit. So we sat by a transit. We've got bottles of water. I'm trying to wash all the blood off my head. This big six foot six bloody giant comes out of his house, walks up the path, goes to his car. This sergeant's all smug. Oh, look, everyone's doing as they're told. This bloke gets in his car, whacks it in reverse, puts it in reverse, reverses up the street. We've already got our ramps down on the trailer, ready to put this car up. He reverses the car up, comes hammering down the street, straight up our ramps, straight over our trailer, and boom, straight into the back of the transit doors. Then he gets out and he goes, there's your fucking car. I was, the sergeant's just like this, like a fucking stupid fish with his mouth open. What a fucking dickhead. I've turned around and I've gone to the sergeant, you fucking prick. You can't talk to me like that. I had a bottle of water. I bounced this bottle of water straight off his fucking sergeant's head. Oh my God, the sergeant went mad. He's on his radio, fucking code red, whatever they bloody call. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fucking coppers coming down. We're all nicked. This sergeant's trying to do me for assault for bouncing a bottle off his head. Everyone gets nicked. The bloke gets nicked for driving into the thing. Everything. It could have been avoided. This, this sergeant was a prick. So we're all now 
all in the back of riot vans, cop cars, we're everywhere, we've all been split up. Problem is, we're pissing out with blood. We are all injured, every single one of us is completely and utterly fucking devastated. We've been fighting, all our knuckles are broke, the back of our heads, everything. We have to take us to the local um, hospital. So, take us to the hospital. They had to draft extra policemen in to guard the fire exits. We're all in different cubicles on different parts of the hospital. I'm getting my head stitched up. Tyrone's getting his elbow x-rayed. This big bloke's having stuff done to him. Everyone's in the hospital. Then we all get put in the cells for the night. In the morning, this, this inspector comes down. And we was all like dressed in black like this. This inspector comes down. He says, right, everyone out. We don't know which part of that. I think they got took to another um, police station. So it was me and brother and Tyrone get out of the cells. It's now the morning. And this sergeant says, right, you need to line up against the wall. So we line up against the wall and they take a Polaroid picture of us, obviously for evidence and stuff. But it was like a scene out of a usual suspect. So I was stood there with stitches with brothers like this and we all stood up against this wall. And in the end, this inspector just says, look, just talk to me. Remember, this is the 90s. You could, you could have chats. So just, just tell us what happened. Who's a boss? I went, yeah, I am. And he says, what happened? And I told him. And this inspector went, hmm. He said, that matches the footage we've got. And we said, what footage? We're like, fuck, they got footage. And he says, yeah, he goes, because it was all going on and it's that rough, that area, and it was all going off like the Wild West. He said a patrol car had sat at the top of a road and filmed it on his, like, dash cam thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. And he says, yeah. And he says, and we, we saw you and everything. And the, and the inspector says, did you chuck a bottle of water in the sergeant's face? I went, yeah, I bounced it off his fucking head. And he went, yeah. He says, why did you do that? I says, because I told him not to let this bloke near the car. And I warned him. And he says, actually, he says, one of the police officers backs up your story. He goes, that did actually happen. That, exactly how you said it. And I said, yeah, and he, and he let the bloke get in the car. I said, I was, just, I was just angry. And the inspector goes, all right, I'll let that one slide. He goes, because he comes under me. And he says, and he has fucked up. He said he wasn't following procedure. And he says, um, but what we're going to have to do is, he says, um, we're going to have to take statements. We're going to have to try and get to the bottom of it. Anyway, we, we got released, and I can't even remember what happened to the car. I just remember we had to go to the compound, and our, our transit was there. All the back doors were caved in can't remember i think we did get the car i just can't remember or we had to jack it up i just i just can't remember what happened to the car it was that long ago and then that wasn't the end of the story about six to nine months later get a phone call from the police we'd taken the other side to court and i said well i don't want to press charges and they said i says nor does, nor does the rest of the crew and they says but we're going to take they're going to court and we said well we don't want to we're not pressing charges and they says but we're going to I said, but we're not going to press charges. So I refused to go to court. So when I got subpoenaed, I got subpoenaed to court. I had to turn up. Turn up in court. And I was the most plaza about everything. I was just answering bare minimum. Stood up in the dock. And um, there's all this family there. And they're holding up pairs of jeans with footmarks on it. Oh, someone done a karate kick here. I mean, oh. Well, we say that was you, Mr. James, when you, when you, when you sidekicked this, because we know you do taekwondo and judo and this and that. And it was, oh, it was just, it was just, it was like a kangaroo court. 
They wanted this family. And we found out later this family was one of the most troublemaking families in Southampton, in the whole borough. And they just wanted them gone. So I just stood in the dock and just said, bare minimum, can't really remember much, got hit over the head, can't remember, I can't remember who hit me over the head, can't, you know, it is what it is. In the end, um, I think the woman got done, I think she might have even got sectioned. The bloke got done, the granddad got done, but the council got the eviction order to move them. The council just wanted that this family out. They all got found guilty. Um, don't know what of, but in the end they got evicted and Southampton managed to move them. And um, I just wish that the inspector had given us that Polaroid photo because we did look like something out of the unusual suspects. Till next time, battle cups.